this is Dame Tanya. It's Sunday, August 18th, and wow, it's been a while. I've really been slacking off on doing the podcasts, but one advantage to that is that it's actually cool enough to shut the windows and not die from heat. So I'm getting over a cold, so I hope this sounds okay, but I've just been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, so I'm like, I gotta just sit down and get a podcast out today. Uh, first of all, I just want to uh, send out a karma shout out to Mr. Yellow Jacket. You've got karma. Yay! Hang in there, buddy. We're definitely thinking about you. So the podcast today is mostly going to be focusing on food. I know, huge shock there, right? But uh, I'll start with the most recent culinary events and uh, go back from there. So through Twitter, I found out about this podcast called Nonsensical Chef Rants, and it's done by these two really crazy but but really cool uh, New York City chefs that work at the gastropub uh, West Third Common in Manhattan. Uh, it's Chef Gregorio and Chef Travis, and uh, their podcast is like, it's it's really wild. It really is nonsensical. It really is crazy. A lot of it is is very not safe for work and definitely not for the easily offended but uh, having said that, they are equal opportunity offenders, and, and they definitely call themselves out on occasion. So, you know, if that's your sort of, uh, if you can get into that sort of thing, I think really think people would enjoy it. And some of their discussions are really quite insightful, talking about uh, being in the, the industry of, of uh, cooking and restaurants and all that's entailed with that. So their restaurant, Western Common, has what I'd call like an elevated bar food menu. Um, Philip and I went there on my staycation in July, and we'll, I'll talk more about that later. But uh, we had their famous common burger and the crawfish uh, shoe with fusilli pasta, and it was very, very good. Really, really enjoyed it. But they also do these uh, beer pairing dinners almost every month, and they really, really are something special. The chefs go all out to create innovative dishes that they're excited about and, uh, and pair them with uh, beers. So I saw that they were doing one of the beer dinners at the end of August, paired with uh, beers from Stone Brewing Company. They're probably most well-known Stone Brewing for the Arrogant Bastard. A lot of people have had that. And so I figured, yeah, what the hell, the menu looked fantastic. So decided to make a reservation for that. I was hoping to go with with Philip, my boyfriend. But yes, as always happens with uh, the film business, he got called to work on that day. So I called up my friend Liana and luckily she was able to do it. So, you know, I didn't want to either cancel or just go by myself. Like, what is that? So she came along and it's one thing that, that's really, really cool is she's really into food and really into to beer as well. And it's so much fun to go to something like this with someone that, that really is is into it. It just it just makes it like a, a blast. And we did. We definitely had a blast. But I just want to go through uh, the menu because it was just, it was really fantastic. Well, first of all, they start out with a reception beer. So when you first get there, you just get a a beer up front. And uh, that was the Stone Levitation, which is is really good. I mean, a lot of the beers that we had that night were were hoppy. They were the more bitter style beers, which I'm not always so wild about. But they're, for some reason, these ones were really great. I, I really got into them. And uh, I'd actually had that beer before at Mark Forgione. More about Mark Forgione later, of course, too. You all know I'm obsessed. But uh, it was, uh, I had it 
uh, as part of the tasting menu at Mark Forgio and paired with a barbecue baked oyster, which was excellent. So we come in, we have our nice reception beer, chat for a little while, and then it was on to the first course. And it was nice because they had a, a representative from Stone Brewing there, Dennis, who was, was great and explained each beer and you know came around and told us a little bit about everything that we were having. So that was really wild. And, and also the chefs come out at each course and explain the course and because each chef basically had like their own dish that they were creating although I think chef David he's he's uh, the other chef there he's the executive chef and I think he might have done both I know he did the dessert he might have also done the first course but anyway so the first course was a sweet potato gnocchi I love gnocchi with a beer noisette, which I guess was the, the sauce, I probably just butchered that word, and a fried sage. And it was really wild because the sweet potato gnocchi and, and the sauce together, it almost tasted like French toast, which sounds weird, but it was, it was very delicious. And, and also having something sweet to start also sound, sounds a little weird, but it really worked. It was wonderful. And that was paired with the Stone Kelly Belgique which is quite interesting because it's actually their uh, stone IPA, India Pale Ale, but the only difference is they brew it with Belgian yeast, and it really is completely different just based on that, that one change. So that was pretty cool. And then the second course was Chef Travis's creation, uh, Ahi Tuna Sashimi, Green Tea IPA, Udon Noodles, uh, Dashi Broth, and togarashi, which I believe is a chili pepper. I had to consult the book of knowledge, Mr. Wikipedia on that one. But that, yeah, it was just fam- fantastic. The tuna just, just barely seared on the outside. So it really was like sashimi, very delicious. And the, the green tea uh, udon, the, the udon noodles were actually uh, infused with the, the green tea IPA beer that we had with it, which I haven't gotten to that yet. But, and it was, it was really nice, really wonderful. And the the beer that was paired with the Japanese green tea IPA was just out of control. It was, it's what's known as a collaboration beer. So it was stone brewing in collaboration with two other breweries that created this, this beer. And it was, it was just so different. I mean, it really hit me. The, the only thing I could compare it to, not, not that it tasted the same as this, but the Coney Island albino python, just in terms of, of how different tasting of a beer it was. But it was, it was just really interesting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to tasting that again. And then the third course was Chef Gregorio's masterpiece, uh, the Ba Soulette braised goat uh, with chorizo merguez, black-eyed peas, and harissa air. And the braised goat was braised in some of the beer that it was paired with, which is pretty wild. I love how they, um, they used each beer that, that it was paired with in each course, which was really wild. And that, that was that was delicious too. I love, like the thing that blew me away really was the chorizo merguez, the sausage. It was just so flavorful and it almost <laughs> sounds weird. I don't think it had any cheese in it, but it also almost tasted like a, a cheese. And you all know how much I'm a fool for cheese. So, so that was really, really cool. And that was paired with definitely my favorite beer of the night, the cherry chocolate stout. I'm just, I'm such a fool for chocolate stouts and to have the cherry infused in there too. It's like I took the first sip and it was almost like drinking a chocolate covered cherry, which sounds kind of gross because it's like sweet, but this was not sweet. It was, it had the bitterness in it as well. And I was just really love that. Definitely fantastic. And then the fourth course, the dessert was a mocha charlotte 
orange maple chocolate blanc, beer chocolate brune, which I believe is a sauce, uh, salted cashews, and chambord caviar, which is really wonderful. And that was paired with, with the strongest, hoppiest beer, and that was sort of the, the stone representative challenge Chef David to, to come up with something that could stand up to this really strong beer, which is the stone ruination. And really, I, I think he succeeded. It was just like the richness of the dessert. And then you take a sip of the beer, and it's like they really balanced each other out. It was like, it, it was a very nice pairing. And the, the other thing which was really cool is that each, each of these beers, you know, we had five beers, but each one was either a full bottle of beer or a full pint of beer. So it's not like you got, ooh, here's your five-ounce pour. It's like, no, it was, you, you, ba- you actually had a full beer with each course, which was really nice. So we definitely like had such a great time. I can't wait to do it again. And uh, and the chef Gregorio, chef Travis came out afterwards and just chatted with everyone, which was really cool. Oh, and uh, the the cherry chocolate stout is another collaboration beer. That's one thing I forgot to mention before. But but yeah, so so it was was really wild. And if any of you are in the New York City area, definitely come out because they're having another uh, beer dinner on Wednesday, September 28th, which has uh, an Oktoberfest theme. And I've, I've seen the menu. They posted the menu. It looks amazing. And one fantastic thing about the, the next dinner that they're having, a portion of the proceeds is going to benefit the Chicago Diabetes Project. So that's great. I mean, you get great food, great drinks, and a good cause. So again, that's on September 28th. It's a Wednesday. They're having both a 6 p.m. and a 9 p.m. Uh, seating. 6 p.m., much better for this old fart. So, so that's good. Um, and it's going to be, the, again, five beers and four courses, uh, $75. Uh, I'll link to the, uh, the menu and all the information on how you can RSVP in the show notes at uh, dametanya.com. That's D-A-M-E-T-A-N-Y-A.com. Or you can just go to uh, tinyurl.com slash W, the number three, C, S-E-P-T, as in September, beer dinner. I really, really hope I'll be able to make that. It just, this time, it just depends on, I really want Philip to come. So I'm just waiting to see if, if he's going to be booked on something or not. And if not, I'll be there, provided there are still slots. <laughs> Oh, and the, the last thing I wanted to mention is also at uh, the beer dinner at West Third Common. The, the staff were great. They took such good care of us. So, yeah, the service was excellent. Just a great time all around. I know it sounds like, sounds like I'm getting paid to say this, but I swear I'm not. And uh, an, another thing that the, the Stone uh, Brewing representative told us about, which sounds fantastic, is that the Japan Society in New York, um, they're going to be featuring the Japan... Uh, the Japan, the Japanese green tea IPA stone collaboration beer at an event called uh, Japan's Beer Revolution, which ex- explores craft brewing in Japan, and it's going to be a talk and then a beer tasting afterwards, and that's only 25 bucks, which is great. That's on uh, October 5th, and I'll put a link to that also in the, the show notes at dametanya.com. So now moving on, back to the July staycation. I, of course, picked the hottest week of the entire year to take vacation. It was like over 100 degrees on several days, but uh, we still had a great time, and, but we just couldn't really do anything outside. But of course, restaurants, that's fine, as long as they have air conditioning. So one night we went to Henry's, which is a new American restaurant in my neighborhood at 105th and Broadway, 
And on Mondays, they were, I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but uh, they were doing every Monday a three-course Italian-American dinner, which sounds kind of strange for a restaurant that bills itself as New American. But the chef there, Mark Barrett, uh, was previously the sous chef at Babo and then uh, spent two years in Italy, so he definitely knows his way around Italian food. And the three-course dinner is only $19, which is an amazing deal. And also, uh, select wines are half price, which is fantastic, too. So the, the menu consists of a Caesar salad, which is a real Caesar salad. It actually has anchovy fillets on it. It's not one of these crappy Caesar salads. And uh, the baked ricotta meatballs, which I fell in love with these. At the, there was an event, the Taste of the Upper West Side uh, Comfort Classics, and which has a bunch of neighborhood uh, restaurants come and uh, do tastings. And he served the uh, baked ricotta meatballs there, and I just loved it. Just so amazingly flavorful and, and great. So that was really what got me in for this, uh, this Italian-American dinner because I wanted to try those again. And those are served on top of spaghetti. And then the dessert is a, it was so cute. It was a tiny, tiny, tiny little mini chocolate molten lava cake with whipped cream, which was so good. Excellent. And I also, I had never had uh, the red wine uh, Barbera varietal before. And they had the Penny Farthing Barbera on the special wine menu, so I had that, and I really loved that. So I, I have to keep that in mind for the future. And Philip had uh, just a green salad and a strip steak, which is good, too. So, so that was a blast. That was good to get in there and have that and support the neighborhood. So definitely recommend that if you're in the area. And then later on in the week, we went to Oto, which is Mario Batali's like, pizzeria in New York. Yes, I'm obsessed with Mario Batali, too. <laughs> Uh, but they also have pasta and other dishes. And I'll just go over like two of the things that I just, just blew my mind there. We came in, we sat down, we got the menus. They had the specials on it. The special pizza was truffle guanciale, which is similar to a bacon, and egg pizza. And I was like, yes, that's that's got my name on it. And then I look at the price because it's got truffle on it. And I was like, oh my God, it's probably twice as much as any other pizza on the menu. But I thought about it. I'm like... I'm on vacation, what the hell? So we decided to go for that, and I'm so, so glad that I did. It was just, it was out of this world. It's like I uh, had the, the cheese and then you know, the, the chunks of the black truffle, the chunks of guanciale, and then a nice big sunny side up egg right in the middle of it. Oh, it was awesome. And it's like, the thing about truffles, it's like once you start talking about that, you sound like an elitist jerk. It's like, oh yes, darling, please pass the foie gras. But really, I mean, the, the thing about truffles is the reason people go goony for them and the reason people will pay so much money for them is they really, really are that good. It lives up to the hype. It's like they put, and it's the smell too. It's like anytime they have anything with truffles in it, they put it in front of you and that smell just comes off it. It's just unbelievable. So good. So, so that, was, that was worth spending the extra money on that. And the other thing that, that I really loved there was uh, the gelato, the, their gelato. I believe they make it in-house, and it's out of control. So I had the, uh, you can either have uh, one, two, or three different flavors, so I decided to get three. I had the olive oil gelato, which is delightful, creme fraiche gelato, oh my God, and uh, the pistachio, which was fantastic. First of all, it wasn't neon green, so there's, there's no food coloring going on here. And it tasted, and it, it was actually kind of like a brownish color. 
So I'm thinking they probably toasted them and then incorporated them into the gelato, but it was everything was just fantastic. And we also had a cold cauliflower appetizer and fasilli with sausage and escarole, which were good, but it, was, it wasn't that they were bad or disappointing at all, but just in contrast to the, that pizza and the gelato, it was like, whoa. So moving on, of course, I can't have a staycation without going to my favorite restaurant, Marc Forgione. Yes, uh, they do, uh, on Sunday, they do a Sunday supper, which is three courses for $44, which is just an amazing deal for, for that restaurant, absolutely. And we actually went to a talk at the 92Y Tribeca, and, and he explained that he really started doing that for the neighborhoods. You know, the neighborhood people could come in and, and enjoy uh, the, the dinner there without paying the, the full prices, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, and the first thing that, that just thrilled me about this visit was they were offering the Coney Island Albino Python beer on the menu, which is one of my favorite beers in the whole world. So that just put like the cherry on top. So I had for uh, an appetizer, I had this, this special appetizer, which was a mascarpone duck leg tortellini with Parmesan, mushrooms, and truffle balsamic. There it is again, the truffle, and oh boy, you could tell when they put it down in front of you, you get that smell again. <laughs> but that, that was really, really nice. And Philip had the Mayan shrimp cocktail, which he really, really enjoyed. And then for my main, this was another home run here. It was a pork tenderloin parmesan with boudin noir, which is the blood sausage, and a cherry tomato sauce with farfalle pasta. And I'm... I'm eating it, and the pork tenderloin is delicious. But I'm like, hey, where, where's the where's the blood sausage? I wanted the blood sausage. Then I realized what they did was they took the blood sausage and wrapped it around the pork tenderloin. Wow, this was just fantastic. I mean, who comes up with that? It, it was just so good. Uh, and there's there's a photo in the show notes. It's a little blown out, but uh, a little overexposed. But you can see like how they, they have this layer of blood sausage wrapped around the pork. It was just out of control. And Philip had the Buddhist duck breast corn emulsion uh, with bacon and smoked sea salt. Duck is so good. He, he really enjoyed that too. And for dessert, I had the what they call the tattoos and strawberries, which are little tiny uh, ice cream cones, <laughs> which is really fun. They have different flavors every day. And I got the chocolate cake flavor, uh, banana heaven, and espresso bean cookie dough, oh yeah. And Philip had the fudge brownie with coffee hazelnut ice cream, Nutella, and cocoa marshmallows. And for you No Agenda fans, this is a bit of an inside joke, guess what the uh, pastry chef's name is? Lady Ashton. <laughs> I wonder if her first name is Kathy. So that was just a fantastic meal and, and great service is always there. And then one other thing that we did, which th- we had done this once before, is uh, a tasting at the Artisanal Cheese Center. And it's this really wild place. They actually have uh, five cheese caves in this building on the far west side of Manhattan. And they do uh, cheese and wine tastings there. And it's so great. It's two hours. Uh, The first half an hour is a reception where you have uh, sparkling wine and fondue. And they have a whole spread of different cheeses and nuts and things like that. So you have half an hour of that. And then you go into the classroom. And you go through like uh, three or four wines and and a uh, spread of cheese. And this was the Italian cheese and wine tasting. 
and they're just they know everything about cheese it's great you get this this class where you, you go through and you taste each cheese and then you go through and you taste each cheese with each wine and and it's very educational you learn so much about how cheese is made and what makes different different cheeses different textures and flavors and it's just a really great thing to do and i have a picture of the cheese plate in the show notes yes i'm one of those geeks who takes pictures of food but it may not look like that much cheese, but when you've, once you've gone through and tasted it like several times with each wine, it's, you're stuffed. You're definitely stuffed at the end of the night. So that's definitely recommended. And, and one thing is keep an eye out if you're in the area for these deal sites, you know, the Groupon, all the other things, because quite often they, they'll run discounts on the cheese classes through that. So just one final note before I wrap this up. Recently, this restaurant review site, Immaculate Infatuation. I know it's a weird name for a restaurant review site, but they're, it's these two guys, they work in the music business and they sort of moonlight doing this restaurant review site. And a lot of times I really agree with what they say. I think their reviews are, are pretty spot on. But they recently reviewed a WD-50, which is a, well, you can call it molecular gastronomy, modernist cuisine, whatever restaurant and they gave it not they didn't slam it but they gave it kind of a a really middling review like we don't know what all the hype is about etc cetera, etc cetera. i haven't been there yet i'm actually booked there uh next month for my birthday Woohoo! but i have had the food of, of the chef wiley dufresne i won tickets to this mastercard cooking demo at uh, the french culinary institute where he studied and so, so I've eaten his food. I was, at, I think they had three or four uh, courses that we were able to taste, and it was fantastic. It was the flavors were great. It wasn't just making it look fancy. It actually tasted delicious too. And he's the one who actually got me to to start cooking chicken thighs. It's like the the most basic, you know, cheap part of the chicken. I I learned from this uh, molecular gastronomy provocateur so it was kind of interesting because one, one of the dishes we had was what they call uh, cold fried chicken which uh, they, they take the the chicken thighs and glue them together with a meat glue and then slice them and it's it's uh, got its crispy coating on it so that's that's really what got me into that so it's it's kind of funny I mean the, the thing is he's not just all smoke and mirrors he really has a solid basis in in traditional cooking and traditional food. It's not like he just started out doing foam and all sorts of crazy things right off the bat. So uh, I was a little disappointed in that. We'll see when I when I go next month and, and see what it turns out to be. But although I have to say that the Immaculate Infatuation guys, they gave a very similar rating to my Mark Forgione. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just a taste thing. So had to tie it up with a rant. Can't go without a rant. So I think that's about it. I uh, hope it wasn't uh, too much New York-centric. I mean, I know it is because I'm going to the restaurants here, but I hope you enjoyed it even if you're not in the area. But, of course, anyone anywhere can listen to the Nonsensical Chef Rants podcast if you're so inclined. should have given the link for that earlier. Of course, it is in the show notes, but you can also uh, find them on Twitter at ncrchefs, and they'll have the link to their website there and also you can find them on itunes so again that's nonsensical chef rants podcast definitely any feedback go to dametanya.com 
You'll have all my contact information there and all of my past podcasts and the Dame Tanya Minutes. And also a link to the show notes for this show, which has a bunch of links and photos of stuff that I talked about. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and in the morning. Bye.